Your martial arts movie podcast. Ha ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I know Kung Fu. You know, baby. Fists of Fail. So is is this a sequel to, uh, uh, what's oh Master of the Flying, Flying. Guillotine? Is it? I I don't I can't tell. Mm, I don't think I I don't think it's an official sequel, mm-hmm. or the official sequel because I think there is a sequel to that movie. Well, but... yeah, it's literally called Master of the Flying Guillotine Two or Flying Guillotine Two or something like that. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah. Um, this one is that it's the same director as the original. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think he did the sequel. Mm, okay. Right. Okay. Well, we're talking about Vengeful Beauty today. Uh, a Shaw Brothers movie. An older martial arts movie. Something that we don't 78. do. 78. 78. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we've only done a 70s martial arts. Well, besides Bruce Lee films. Uh, you know, uh, Shaw Brothers era movies. Like a small handful of times. Maybe we can count, count them all in one hand. Probably. With all three fingers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so what? why did we decide this, Zero? Well, we're continuing our theme of uh, female-led martial arts films and mm-hmm. just been going down the rabbit hole trying to find some ones that were good, that were entertaining, that had, or had good fights. Uh, I stumbled upon this in, I guess, some reviews and people... I, I was looking for a different film, and I can't remember it now. But mm. some someone said, "Oh, that's not a good uh, female-led martial arts movie about revenge. Vengeful Beauty is actually a better one for yeah. for that same situation." So I was like, oh, "Okay, never heard of it. Looked up the trailer. I was like, okay, this doesn't look so bad." And I watched it, and I was like, "Oh man, that was so easy to sit through, and that was just really entertaining." You you met the trailer, or you met the movie. Uh, the movie. The, the movie. movie. Okay, After. sure, 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 sure. Yeah um yeah i agree i think the movie was an easy watch uh the the story is incredibly simple although they they frame it in a way with a historical backdrop uh that it can be kind of confusing if you really read into that much but i mean the story at its core is a super super basic um and it's it moves along pretty quickly and you know it's like a breeze to to get through uh but yeah the the martial arts is it's older. <laughs> I think we won't we won't mince words, so we have to you have to look at this movie with that kind of frame of reference because it's uh yeah, it's definitely of the older caliber. Um but you can still get enjoyment out of it just by enjoying the actual like story of the movie. So um I guess that that's where we're gonna be more focused on with today's episode is just like watch it for the story, not so much for the fighting. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, I could I can say that even though I wasn't crazy about the choreography, let's say, mm-hmm. because, yes, it's on the slower side, it's not on a metronome. It's just slower. It mm-hmm. looks like mm-hmm. the actors they got weren't really trained for on-screen fighting because they are heavily doubled. Almost all of them are. And yeah. 
it's when they go to those wider, wider shots where you can see, okay, yes, those are the trained martial artists. And then when they ever cut, whenever they cut up to the close-up of the leads, it's just very simple arm flailings of the weapons. This is mostly a weapons movie, actually, now that I yeah. think about it. Yeah, Not actually, so much just fists and kicks, mainly weapons. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't think there's any... Wow, that's a really good point. Like, I don't think there's, there's only any a few fights. moments when, like, oh, maybe the weapon drops and then they have to, like, use it. Yeah, fists, but that but doesn't then... really last very long. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean... Oh, uh, well, I guess we're getting higher ourselves. What is the story about, Sarah? So, in this era, apparently, if you say anything bad about the king, uh, he will kill you. He will kill the the books, the bookstore that published, yes. yeah, the the bookkeeper that publishes information, and then even the proofreaders. Mm-hmm. And so, oh man, like. The, the beginning of this of this movie gets a little complicated, but it's actually really simple. So the main plot is this government official finds out that uh, I think he's the king or he's the the oh, something. Right. One, one of the heads of the government is using his hit squad to kill people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yes. they they assign somebody to kill him and his family. They successfully do that, except they don't kill the wife, played by uh, Chen Ping. Mm-hmm. And it's basically her trying to escape from these assassins, which are the children of this guy who are trying to kill her. Yes. Well, that's that's a very, you know, very simplified way of describing this story. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And there's historical con- backdrop behind this, too. I'm not a Chinese history buff i know just enough of you know the Qing dynasty and there's like this iconoclastic moment of time where they're like destroying like historical anything honestly this is like you know just erasing bits of history um so like yeah that's why you know why movies like the shot like 36 chambers of shaolin like that's you know a prime example of like why that that that's basically the driving force in that movie um so like a lot of the shaw brothers movies are actually like based off of that time period so this is another prime example um so master of flying guillotine movie that we didn't cover yet um maybe we will we'll, we will one day um i mean yeah like that that weapon that they use uh in that movie is shows its face in this as well and that i i didn't know this but apparently that is supposed to be based off of a real no re- real <laughs> no. i put that in quotation marks real so for so for people who don't know, mm-hmm. a flying guillotine is basically somebody's throwing like a basket over your head, and once it goes over your head, a, uh, these a saw saw like teeth clamp, yep. decapitating you, and then the person who threw the guillotine pulls it back because it's attached to a chain, and then yep. they've thus taken your head severed your head yeah severed your head and (laughs) hence the term flying guillotine yeah yeah yeah. uh so apparently uh this thing is just it's a legendary weapon so there's actually no real like artifacts of it that remain in the world it's just like through pictures caricatures writing uh, describing because this did not exist i do not believe (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah but they have it in pictures you know like like scriptures like 500 years old um but yeah, like I, I don't know, like the, the like yeah. Have, have, remember the movie Wild Wild West with Will Smith? 
There's a uh, vaguely. Yeah. Oh man. They, oh, I remember very vividly. Apparently, uh, <laughs> Will Smith and the his uh, co-partner in the movie. I forgot the actor's name. Um, they're running around, and there's like these these discs that are like basically flying at them. But basically, uh, oh, around their their necks is yeah, like yeah. is like a magnet. So it like attracts the spinning disc that's like flying towards them. Um, that's what <laughs> I thought. That was stupid. But then watching like the master flying guillotine and then it's like oh man like that makes the wild wild west movie that idea look brilliant in comparison <laughs> but maybe that's what the chinese had 500 years ago is it's just really powerful magnets around your your neck yeah something <laughs> along those lines and the man the the visual and the spectacle of the flying uh guillotine is is so great until the illusion is broken when you have lots of people throwing it yep. and you just it's just like a frisbee and you <laughs> and they have you you can tell that they're like shit we can't just have that in the shot we kind of have to cut yeah and we have to have shit you know exploding on screen or or flying through the yeah, air yeah. because it looks silly when people are just kind of tossing it around <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a there's a cheese factor to it but i mean maybe that's that's us because we're well we're 50 years in the future we're almost uh, after this movie is, is has been released, so uh, you know, like looking back into this movie, like we might think, oh, it's so campy. But I mean, outside of that, yeah, like the struggle, like the movie makers were trying to convey that, yeah, like the struggles of trying to rebel against the Qing Dynasty during the Qing Dynasty um, was was real, and it was, it was a very difficult time for a lot of folks. Um, so. That's what the the whole driving force for this movie is is like this one woman, Cheng Ping playing Rong Chua. I'm not gonna try to pronounce her name. Cheng Ping. She um she like she has her legitimate struggles in trying to like seek revenge, but also avoid capture at the same time. Um, it's it's like a. I don't know. It, it's it's all, almost it starts as a revenge story, but then it turns into like self preservation as soon as she remembers her dying husband's words, which were "Save yourself, save our our unborn child." Yeah, <laughs> that that's one of the kind of interesting things about this too is she has a handicap the whole movie, mm -hmm. which is she's two months pregnant, and there is only one moment where she needs saving is when she believes she might be having a miscarriage. Yeah. So in, in terms of like strong female characters, I was like, oh man, this that's pretty that's pretty yeah. cool. That she, you know, oh, she's yeah. she's just kicking ass. Uh, I mean, the ass kicking on screen, it's you know, debatable whether it's, you know, really good or not. But there are there are some fun moments here and there. Yep. And yeah, she's she's doing it all, trying to protect her baby. She's trying to stay kind of faithful to her husband even though he was killed mm -hmm. there is there there's kind of like a there's kind of love triangle elements going on mm. she feels conflict with these two other men who are assisting her on her journey who they, they you know they all kind of come together and that's kind of the the weaker stuff for me but they 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 kind of they kind of do a twist on it and we can yeah. talk about that in in detail when we get to it, but it, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's not just a simple oh these two men are fawning over her and she's like oh I don't know which one to go with it it actually it actually subverted some expectations I had because once the love triangle stuff started happening I was like 
Okay, I see where this this is going. I thought it was gonna be maybe of the time period, and she was gonna just turn into oh, I'm helpless woman. Now I have these two men fighting over me, and they're gonna help me out, and they're gonna take over the movie. And thankfully, that's not what happens at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I legitimately thought that I was gonna go that direction too. Um, but I, I was I was pleasantly surprised with how the movie actually like uh, subverted our expectations and um. Yeah, like it, it kind of just like kept moving the, the story along. Like we didn't need any of this. Um, actually, it kind of sets up like a very important scene that we'll talk about later, <laughs> which I think you're gonna you you are a big fan of secretly. <laughs> but yeah, we'll talk about that in the the spoiler section. Um, yeah, Cheng Peng, well Cheng Ping, sorry, uh, she is the the female lead in this, like we mentioned. Um, she plays a very strong character. Um, but yeah, alongside that, I guess we could have some like notable shout outs, um, to the other actress, actors in the, the performers in the movie. Uh, Norman Chu, I'm, I'm much more familiar with him. Uh, well, I guess we could talk about, uh, Yu, Yue, Yue Wa, yeah, who plays, um, like the first love interest, uh, of sorts. He, um, trained with, the female lead character uh with the same under the same master so they have some sort of like rapport some sort of like history with one another and you know like they set it up in a certain way where like you know you you, like you really like feel like they have chemistry right and then on the other side there's brother ma played by norman chu now norman chu is uh you might recognize him as like the villain in wing chun the the movie that we talked about with uh, michelle yo uh he was well, we also... never formally covered wing chun oh we didn't oh no we did not <laughs> we were gonna cover it for uh women's history month last year but mm-hmm. uh there is i mean this might be a spoiler but it turns out that maybe a woman did not come up with the concept of wing chun maybe a man did because stupid stupid story reasons and we were like oh no that's like a horrible movie that's like a horrible little <laughs> twist to you know, to to, to celebrate you know, uh, female yeah, martial artists. Yeah. So, you're, you're, so we dropped it. <laughs> you're, you're not you're not wrong about that. I totally forgot that we didn't even talk about that movie. I feel like we 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 watched so. We were gonna. Though. We almost we did gonna. until that story point, and we realized like, oh, that's no, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> maybe maybe separately. M- maybe 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 yeah. one's not Women's Appreciation Month. Maybe. Um, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yeah, number two was villain in that. He's also villain in King of Beggars. Uh, he was also in Tiger on Beat. Um, he's also, so he's been in a lot of movies. Uh, you know, I, I recognize him a lot by his face. Um, and he, he is a talented martial artist. Uh, I guess like during this time period, you know, not that they weren't using him to his full ability, but it's more like it's just of the era, right? You know, like the the choreography hasn't gotten to the point where it's like they're still not thinking. They're still thinking of fighting as a stage play yeah filming it um and right. it, it shows when you're actually watching the movie um well well that yeah. was one of the things i was going to talk about in terms of the fighting yeah like i if you told me that norman chu didn't know martial arts i'd be like yeah it it, it shows mm-hmm. yep. but the fact that he does I, i'm guessing it's just maybe it's the direction or maybe it's the style of fighting they're going for at the time because when you see him fighting it it just kind of looks like he's like everyone's just going with emotion. Mm-hmm. They learned these complicated moves, but they didn't learn it to a certain speed. Maybe because 
uh, you know, budget or time constraints, you know, yeah. who knows? But uh, I, I think it just fall, <laughs> falls in line with how fights looked at the time anyway. Yes. You know, the, they're, they're, everything is, tr- there's a little bit of everything, right? Um, yeah. And there, we go back to the whole old school method of film as you go, write the story as you go, <laughs> right? This is a very old Hong Kong trope. Um, I mean, even dating before the 80s right so you know they they write the story as you know as, as they go along with it i'm sure they did that with the choreography as well it's like the it's not so much about the choreography itself it, it is very dance like and you see that it's very evident when they're actually fighting that they're very much there's not much i wouldn't say that there's no aggression but it's not like you know it, it can't compare to modern uh, martial arts uh, fight scenes right there's like yeah, it's, it feels of- very fanciful yeah, a lot of the hits don't feel like they have power. Mm-hmm. A lot of the weapon swipes never feel like they're really making contact with mm-hmm. anybody. And yep. yes, you're not really supposed to make contact, but the stunt performers are supposed to kind of help sell it. And then the actors really need to sell their swings or their, yep. or, or their hits. And it's all just, it's, it's uh, yeah, you kind of mentioned it earlier. It's kind of like stage play fighting. They're, it's almost like they they are just they just have the stage in mind and they're just doing very broad motions because they're playing to the back and also because maybe they need to memorize all that choreography for the entire day and yeah. they need to do it all like from beginning to end so like they can't do too much i don't know yeah no i mean yeah that's a good theory you, you know i just realized everything we just said could apply to every Shaw Brothers movie we could talk, possibly <laughs> talk about. It's not just about this movie. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and then again, it's not a slight against this movie. It's not even a slight against Shaw Brothers movies. It's just, you know, it, it's it's of the period. You know, it's the golden age of martial arts films. We have to be more forgiving. Um, but, I mean, the reason why we talk about select Shaw Brothers movies is if the martial arts doesn't excel in a certain way, I mean, what else could be redeeming of it the story and i think the story here is you know it's, it's relatively easy to sit through so i thought like oh this is a great candidate um and i think that the whole um uh the fact that we actually have a female lead in the 70s uh, who you know it isn't just a complete damsel in distress and needs men to like uh save the day uh, is you know a little bit ahead of its time yeah I mean, I've never heard of uh, Chen Ping before, so when mm-hmm. I when I was discovering this movie, I was like, oh, hey, female martial artist, great. I want to know more about her. I want to try to watch more of her filmography. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not to discredit her, I don't think she's the best on-screen fighter. I think it maybe this is just a case where they got her for her acting because mm-hmm. you can tell... The stunt doubles really do a lot of the work when they go to those wides, but she's she puts in a good effort. It's just that when when they do cut to the close up shots, they really really simplify her choreography. They don't give her too much difficult stuff to do. She has the strangest weapon as well. It is (laughs) a metal spear, and it's it's not full length until secretly it needs to be it's like a mid-length spear and she just kind of she just kind of whacking people with it and almost never really stabbing until she needs to i yeah i i question the the usefulness of the the fact that you can it's basically a four section spear when it's at full length 
but she can take apart any part of it. And then she she basically can hold like one baton in one hand and then a knife in the other. And she, and then she could assemble it into a half sized spear. But then my thought is like just just fucking assemble the whole spear. <laughs> like that, I don't know. I feel like that yeah. it's like it's such a waste. Um but it, it, oh, it kind of makes for a good visual, right? And yeah, I mean that that's one of the things I wanted to mention too. So even though I wasn't crazy about some of the choreography, mm-hmm. I loved the visuals of the fights. They uh, for almost all of them, they at least set up some sort of interesting visual. Like you have a fight in the bamboo forest mm, mm-hmm. and we can we can, you know, go into detail later, but this is kind of what I wanted Crouching Tiger to be like, where people were like really uh, frantically fighting uh, in, the, you know, holding onto the bamboo as to where Crouching Tiger, that's well, supposed to be more, it's, it's more floating. It's more, it's supposed to be more artsy and visually beautiful. They're doing the slow motion and whatnot. And that's fine. That works for that movie. But in this, it's hectic. And I just, I like how they filmed it you know, trying to imply that they're high up in the bamboo when obviously they're not. But <laughs> the the illusion kind of worked for me. I, I love how in my notes, I also made a comparison to Crouching Tiger. So, <laughs> <laughs> of course, we, we, we would have that same uh, concept in our heads. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, when we get into the action segments, uh, you know, like we're not going to talk about too much in detail with every single fight. There's a lot of fighting. And then that's actually another thing of Shaw Brothers movies. There's a lot of fighting. What, oh god! <laughs> yeah, like they, they, every movie has a, a ton. Like in quantity, they have a ton. Um, and you know, like and quality, then sometimes, whatever. sometimes there's like a brief scuffle, mm-hmm. and then it's over, and you're just like, oh okay. And then they go into another one. You're just like, oh, yeah. when's the story gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, at least the movie, the movie's always moving along. The story's always progressing. Yes. It's yes. like, I mean, you can you can technically say that because like, oh, there's three three siblings are going after uh, the main character it's like that could be like considered repetitive but i don't know like it, it always felt like okay we're still moving the story along so like it, it, and they always like do that. something different with each mm-hmm. of those assassins right mm-hmm. like every everyone takes kind of like a different angle at her there's like the older brother who's like okay well we're just gonna straightforward try to kill you yeah the second brother's like okay well i'm gonna bring my army of, of flying guillotine men and it's <laughs> yeah. going to be like this crazy visual spectacle mm-hmm. and then the third one who is a younger sister it's like okay they realize that she's technically no match for her physically so she has to try and outsmart her so they're you know they're, they're changing things up sure i i think that uh, see uh, as much as i want to tout the the story and you know i think that the movie's easy to sit through I think there's a lot of plot holes in this movie and it, it's like, I don't know if you, you, you came across them or like it could be plot holes. It could be me being nitpicky or just like me just seeing through the fact that it feels like they just came up with the story and added twists and turns as they went along. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like they had these twists and turns like thought out in mind, in, in mind right, until right. like they literally had the scene shot like, Oh, Let's just add this in there, like because. like that would be that would be great if it turned out that this person did that, and you're just like, yeah, no, they didn't okay, do that. Okay, <laughs> that kind of works. Like I get it, but then why was he doing this, or why yeah. were they yeah. doing mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. and why was she doing this? Like, if you try to unravel that thread, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna yeah. find some holes, and right, right, you you kind of have to just forgive that thinking in mind. 
okay, maybe this was written right on the spot because somebody was like, oh, this is going to be so cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, so I guess we'll go into the action segment and spoiler segment because we can't talk many more about that, the story in that regard unless we go into spoilers. So we won't go into it right away, but, I mean, if you want to catch it, all of that, just, just follow us on Patreon. Um, okay, so I guess we'll go right into it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. But you can still support us by liking us on all the things and watch this and other episodes on YouTube with visual cues to accompany our discussion. And now on to our final thoughts. All right. Well, that's uh, that's the vengeful beauty. <laughs> the stories, the stories. Uh, when I look at it from like a, a twenty thousand mile view, it seems like really stupid, um, stupid and simple. But it's actually a very entertaining watch. I, I think, uh, or at least, at least it's easy to sit through. I think. Um, no, incredibly easy to sit through. This movie fucking rockets out of the gate by just throwing throwing fights at you throwing story at you there is almost no point in the movie to breathe the only time where things finally slow down at least for me was when the the daughter assassin uh infiltrates them by pretending to be injured and they're all at the cave and that's where the characters start to open up to each other and that's where it's some of the the love blossoming moments happen but then after that, it's like, nope, naked, naked fight with boobies hanging out. So <laughs> the movie is just like the pacing is so good. It just goes all the way straight forward. I thought when I was going to rewatch this that I wasn't going to pay attention, maybe mm-hmm. because I knew all the, the story beats at that point. Yeah. But I found myself still getting sucked in and, and watching it. I was like, oh, OK, it's a good sign. I, well, OK, I, I will say you are probably a bigger fan of the movie than I am, though. Um, I do like the film um, from a you know, genuinely entertaining uh, watch kind of perspective. There's things to, to gleam off of it, which I do think are you know like noteworthy. Like the cinematography is surprisingly really good at times. Um, it's it's trying to add a little bit of artistry to it, as much artistry as you can with the movie with flying guillotines and boob fighting. <laughs> or fighting when you're topless, um, but yeah, like it, it surprised me in certain ways. But I'd say, because uh, we're a martial arts podcast, and we do we do typically like hone in on a lot of the choreography. But here, you really can't do that. You really can't hone in yeah. on the choreography at all. Uh, and that we we tried a little bit, but if you are normally listening to our podcast and. You want to hear recommendations for like oh, a movie with good choreography. This is definitely not it. But if you just this is more of those movies you just put on in the background, oh, not in the, not in the background. Like you just watch because like you just have a lazy Sunday and you just want to be entertained. Um, so it's a different kind of recommendation for me. Um, I, I don't have any fights in this movie that I would recommend as a standalone. <laughs> yep, well, I don't know zero. Uh, yeah uh, i mean i watched this and i recommended it to you because i just i liked the movie in general i thought it was mm-hmm. very very entertaining uh, i love the twists and turns we covered that in the patreon section so if you want to know what they are then you can listen to us there 
But otherwise, you know, we don't. Want, I don't want to spoil anything because I was pleasantly surprised by them. All the all the fun stuff that happens in the end, although it does potentially create plot holes. So, yeah, take that as you will. Uh, I, I agree with you with the choreography. It's not the kind of choreography I like, but I think because the cinematography is so strong, that helps still make the fights memorable because. Mm-hmm. If if the choreography is not good, and then the camera work and the editing is not good, then it's just like why even watch that? Sure. Or why why would that be a good fight? So, if some of the other things help to balance it out, like the editing and the cinematography, then I can still kind of say it's a good fight. Mm-hmm. And I I still remember the visual of the bamboo fight because it's just I I like I like that one a lot. And then the final fight when there's multiple villains. That's that's such that's such a very obvious visual that I'm going to remember, even though we didn't elaborate on the choreography because it's just, you know, it's just, it's too slow, at least for my liking. So it wasn't anything we could really break down. Okay. So yeah, I I recommend the movie. It's pretty good. I I like that our, the main character, Chen Ping is kind of like a detective, but it's not like she's solving very complicated complicated scenarios or mysteries like hmm she's uh, the only one left alive after the, you know after the killing at the tea house something must be up with her <laughs> uh, uh yeah I, i'm all i'm all for like writing strong characters like strong female characters but like also being a good writer also helps <laughs> that, yes, that's all exactly. i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say oh <laughs> So one thing I wanted to say. Uh, so remember um, Norman Chu? He he's using the bowls, right? Yeah. He's using the bowls and he's using them as weapons. And then at one point he like the the bowls like cup gourds and they yeah, come yeah. down. Uh-huh, uh-huh. When when the woman is fighting topless, I just wanted him to like oh take those God. bowls out <laughs> and toss them and just you know cover up her breasts. That, that would have been great. You know, great way to censor that scene. Oh, imagine those bowls like cut into her boobs. Oh no! Uh, not like that. <laughs> I just wanted to cup, you know, to to, to you know, gently cup and hide. This this is because, inappropriate yeah. for women's appreciation. Yeah. Extremely <laughs> inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs>